Welcome to Making Sense of the Madness. I'm your host, Sean Morgan. We're going to expose media propaganda, question the mainstream narrative with Alexandra Bruce today from ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net. She has curated the hottest, most interesting stories of the day. We're going to discuss them together as soon as we get back from a word from our sponsor. early 2021, a short squeeze in silver was initiated. What does this mean? It means that individual investors can take advantage of a global supply shortage in silver, while the big banks will have to end their contracts with physical delivery of an asset that's becoming scarce to non-existent. Low supply plus high demand will cause prices to increase rapidly. The only way to take advantage of a short squeeze is to own physical silver. Call Sovereign Advisors today. They have over 27 years of experience identifying these trends. So so you can maximize your return while at the same time minimize your risk. Call them today before prices go up any further. 720-605-3900. Alexandra Bruce is the publisher of ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net. She curates the hottest alternative news stories of the day. Let's welcome Alexandra to the show. Hey, how you doing, Sean? I'm doing well, thank you. So, you know, there's been some interesting stuff going on where these deep state characters are getting grilled by Republicans. It's really kind of nice to see. I hope, you know, they get more than just an embarrassment. Uh, but it, let's let's talk about that. Indeed, yeah. The Biden administration was uh, very much on trial yesterday when the Senate Judiciary Committee opened up a can of whoop-ass on Attorney General Merrick Garland. Unlike anything we've ever seen, it was very satisfying, but I really don't want that to stand in for, you know, these people being prosecuted and tried for treason and things. But uh, anyway, you know, we had uh, Senators uh, Tom Cotton and Josh Howley telling the AG to resign to his face. And here's a uh, video number one. This is shameful. This, here, this testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. That's not Th Thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You should resign in disgrace, Judge. So that was Senator Cotton. And then Josh Hawley attacked Garland for his memo that resulted in the DOG cataloging 13 federal crimes for which parents should be prosecuted for speaking out at school board meetings in video number two. Parents who go to school board meetings. Mr. Smith is a parent who went to a school board meeting. I'll leave it at this, General Garland. You have weaponize the FBI and the Department of Justice. Your U.S. attorneys are now collecting and cataloging all the ways that they might prosecute parents like Mr. Smith because they want to be involved in their children's education and they want to have a say in their elected officials. It's wrong. It is unprecedented to my knowledge in the history of this country. And I call on you to resign. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ouch. And then uh, Ted Cruz grilled him on whether or not his son-in-law profits from critical race theory in schools. And the answer is yes, millions of dollars, but Garland refused to answer. You know, so he's weaponizing the FBI against parents while his family profits from the communist programming of American children in video three.
Oh, did you seek an ethics opinion? Judge, you know how to ask questions and answer them. Did you seek an ethics opinion? You asked me whether I sought an ethics opinion about something that would have a predictable effect on something. This has no predictable effect in the way that you're talking about. So if critical race theory is taught in more schools, does your son-in-law make more this money? memo has nothing. If critical race theory is taught in more schools, does your son-in-law make more money? Yes or no? This memorandum has nothing to do with critical race Will theory you answer or if any you sought other an ethics kind opinion? of curriculum. Will you ethics? answer if you sought an ethics I am answering the best I can. Yes or no? Did you seek an ethics opinion? This memorandum has Did nothing. Did you seek an ethics opinion? This memorandum has nothing to do with. General, are you refusing theory. to answer if you sought an ethics opinion? I'm telling you that there's no possible. So you're saying no. Just answer it directly. You know how to answer a question directly. I'm Did you seek an ethics opinion. I'm telling you that if I thought there was any reason to believe there was a conflict of interest, I would do that. But I cannot. Why do you refuse to answer the question? Why won't you just say no? I'm sorry. You're not going to answer the question? I'm sorry. Say, ask the question again. Did you seek an ethics opinion? I'm saying again, I would seek an ethics opinion. In so ethics no is the answer, correct? There was a Senator, your time is up. refuses to answer whether he thought, sought an ethics opinion. And apparently ethics are not a terribly high priority in the Biden Justice Department. And then Ben Sass gave him this historic smackdown in video number four. We got we received a letter from the National Association of School Boards. No reason to believe you didn't receive an anonymous letter. White House political staff co-wrote it with this organization, which is why the organization has rejected it. You know these facts now to be true, and yet you still won't disavow your memo. Why? You didn't receive some objective, neutral letter because all these people were being threatened. You are, the res you are responding to a political campaign to politicize the Department of Justice. How big is the threat that American parents pose right now? When you, you lead a big organization, you have 100,000 plus employees. You have a lot of violence to go after. Are parents at school boards one of the top three concerns you face, right? Mm. Excuse me. So, indeed, he refused to uh, rescind his memo, despite the fact that the National School Board uh, uh, retracted the letter that inspired this memo that is now going after parents. So there's still, even after all that, he didn't rescind it. And even after the fact that the National School Board apologized five days ago for this letter, and you know he's refused to rescind this Orwellian directive to weaponize the FBI against parents who reject the communist brainwashing that is now occurring in our public schools. So now the, the Republicans of the House uh, Judiciary Committee have started an investigation yesterday, launched as a result of this hearing, to, into what they called collusion between the Biden administration and the National School Boards Association asking for all of their communications with the White House, the FBI, the Justice Department related to the organization's September 29th letter to President Biden calling for federal assistance in comparing threats against school officials to domestic terrorism and hate crimes. So isn't that yeah, it's political theater. It's just a circus to me. I mean, right. I know it's necessary. It's necessary for the Republicans to get people on the record, to express their opinion on this. But uh, at this point, there have been so many egregious violations of our yeah. constitutional rights that we're, we're pretty much numb to it now. And we just want yeah. to see uh, consequences to, to bad behaviors. Yeah, exactly. I, my feelings, exactly. So one of the parents who was cited in this school board's now rescinded letter 
by the school board is Scott Smith, who was arrested when he attended a Loudoun County School Board meeting after his ninth grade daughter was raped in the, in the girls' bathroom at the school by a boy wearing a skirt. The Loudoun County school system covered up the rape because it was a bad look for their woke agenda and they moved the boy to a different school where he raped another girl four months later. And this past Monday, a juvenile court judge found the boy guilty on two counts of sodomy or anal rape and forced fellatio for the first case. And I don't know what the status of this second girl is or that prosecution, but then the following day after this Monday ruling, uh, the county students uh, staged a mass uh, walkout and the, gir the girl's parents, you know, who had been demonized pitilessly by the left for, for protesting uh, trans bathrooms uh, were, were vindicated and they were relieved after the verdict, but there's, they're demanding an apology from the National School Board Association for its characterization of parents who angrily protest woke school policies as domestic terrorists. Um, and as I said, the NSBA did apologize for threatening to mobilize the FBI to prosecute parents after being asked to do so by the county's increasingly liberal school system. But school, uh, but Smith says that they haven't gone far enough and he's threatening to sue the NSBA for defamation unless it apologizes directly to him. And what in what may be the real beginning of a blowback against the NSBA, the Ohio School Boards Association said that, you know, the letter that they sent to the DOJ had did not was not run by them. It didn't. They did not agree with it whatsoever. And they said the NSBA letter demonstrated just how out of touch the National Association is with the concerns of local school boards and the principle of local control. And they said that the OSBA, which is the Ohio School Board Association, can no longer allow the NSBA to speak for our association or our membership, and no longer see the value of continued membership. So they've discontinued their membership and all of that. But what's fascinating is that, so that was on Monday, the Saturday before, Obama was on the stump for Terry McAuliffe, who was just the hideous, most hideous swamp creature of all time. Like he basically, he's, a, he's, a, he's been a massive fundraiser for the DNC. He was in charge of the DNC because he, he brought so much money to them. And interestingly, he was the youngest member of the Federal Reserve Board in the late 80s when he was only 30 years old. So you can already see he's part of the central banking system. And I don't know how he got there because he's he's from upstate New York from, from you know, I don't think a very well-off family. So it's bizarre. But anyway, so during um, Obama's stump for Terry McAuliffe, who, as you may recall, was also uh, Hillary's 2016 uh, vice presidential running mate, um, Obama said, we don't have time to be wasting on these phony trumped up culture wars, this fake outrage that right wing media peddles. We should be doing more to support people who are educating our kids and keeping our neighborhoods safe. So like what part was phony, Obama, the, the school rape cover up or Terry McAuliffe saying parents shouldn't be involved in their children's education, which he did say during a, a gubernatorial debate, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So, um, and that's not it. Be... They actually, the Biden's DOJ sent helicopters and uniformed officers to intimidate parents at that uh, school board meeting. It's just, it's outrageous. And so, it, you know, if you think, you know, Mr. Obama, that being anti child rape is some form of culture war, 
you are a shitty parent and a horrible excuse for a human being. And that's, I won't swear anymore, I promise. So, uh, and as Walt Finger News, uh, he's great. This writer, Judd Garrett, he said that this, you know, campaign verbiage from, from Obama is a perfect illustration of what he always does. He pushes an agenda which harmed a young girl and then blamed the people who objected to the agenda instead of the crime. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Obama had said nothing about keeping our neighborhoods safe uh, and kids safe for the five months of riots in our communities that caused over $2 million, billion dollars worth of damage in 2020, or, or when the Democrat lawmakers were defunding the police. He didn't care about educating our kids when he repealed the school board, uh, the choice legislation when he was the president. And so what we are witnessing is, you know, Marx, Marxist communism unfolding before our eyes with this war in America. But it is children. interesting that that Obama's out there doing damage control because no one likes Biden anymore. So they have to put somebody out there that has some kind of public credibility. Uh, See, so he's doing what he does, which is trying to spin things, you know, a certain way. And, and be this anointed, you know, second coming of, of, you know, our savior. Yeah, it's, I know because I voted for him the first time. My stepfather was on his campaign and I, I, I believed the hype the first time, not the second time. And uh, so, you know, we see that their, you know, kids are being re-educated and indoctrinated in accepting far left anti-America viewpoints with schools quite literally sowing the hatred of America in our youngest generations. That is what CRT is, okay? They're re-educating America's future voting block into communism. And, you know, and then already so many of the 10 pl planks of communism to seize power in a free nation have already been written into the laws and regulations of our country and that have started to erode our freedoms, especially over the past, uh, you know, 20 odd months with the COVID business. So, you know, in short, we are living in the third term of the third generation CIA asset, Barack Obama. You know, even the far left Covert Action magazine, which I used to be a huge fan of, and actually I was because they're, at least they're being honest, they did a massive expose about Obama's mother and grandparents being CIA operatives and how Frank Marshall Davis was his real dad. And it's just incredible, like how we've come full circle to where the supposed conspiracy theories of the far right and the far left meet because it's the truth, you know, it's, it's the hidden truth. And as we know, most of the key people in the Biden administration were in the Obama administration. And uh, recall that uh, Obama told Stephen Colbert in one of these disgusting sniveling things, what has happened to Stephen Colbert? It's just bizarre. Um, you know, he, he told him on November 30th, 2020, that if I could make an arrangement where I had a stand in a front man or a front woman and they had an earpiece and I was just in my basement with my sweats looking through stuff and I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was doing all the talking and ceremony, I would be fine with that. Well, ap apparently that might be the answer it to the question. Like, it doesn't seem like much of a joke when you actually see an ear, see Biden wearing an earpiece and you hear him repeating things from rote. You know, it, it just makes you think, wow, there really could be someone else quarterbacking here. Absolutely. And, you know, and he says, oh, they're telling me I can't talk about that. I mean, he literally says things like that. So, uh, you know, and as Judd Garrett says, um, not only was that quote from Obama a brief glimpse of what is actually happening in real time. It exposed 
how not only does he not understand the fundamental concepts of our system of government, but he is hostile towards it. You know, so this is Obama's vision of his ideal third term. You know, it's him as an unaccountable king or a czar, someone who can't be bothered to answer to the lowly people whose money he is spending and whose lives he is controlling. He simply wants the people to shut up and comply to his dictates. Um, but it's it's a burning, crashing, burning train wreck because look at the approval ratings for Biden. Uh, everything about his presidency is so obtuse and fake. You've got this like fake White House set. He won't answer any questions. He hardly goes into public. He doesn't interact in any kind of spontaneous way. I mean, he's just not connecting with people. And you've got the F Biden chants at all of the stadiums. So, I mean, you've got the, the let's go Brandon topping the charts. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we've actually got the momentum going in the right direction here. We got to celebrate that. Uh, you yeah. know, I know people get tired of losing, well, we're actually mm -hmm. winning. Look, the, the poll numbers are going in the correct direction. That's right. And, but we do have to remember that this isn't like, um, you know, Biden being dysfunctional or, oh, it's just not working out. No, this is the plan. You know, he's not running anything. He's just this fake puppet that's up there. He's, he's not doing anything except for making an ass of himself so that it can actually deflect, maybe blame away from Obama or the globalists or whatever you know, so that we can all say FJB, but, uh, you know, it's, we should all be saying F Obama, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> or, you know, F the globalists or F the, you know, the World Economic Forum or the central banking system or, or the, the aristocrats in Europe who really own all of this, you know. I think that's the next phase of the awakening. First, people mm -hmm. have to, you know, awaken to the puppets, you know, and the evil puppets. Uh, who, who, you know, it might be someone else pulling the strings, but we, they're at least awakening to the idea that the puppet is, is evil. Uh, but, you know, you're right that all of these problems in his administration, it's not a result of some kind of incompetence. These are manufactured no. crises to, to it's, a, it's economic warfare against so many different types of warfare against the American yeah. people. Uh, supply chain, economic warfare, uh, you know, the stuff at the, the the border is a lot of different types of warfare happening against the American people, uh, just to cause chaos. To to you know, uh, yeah, well, to, cause to chaos so the that shot. they can create their order out of the chaos. Right, right. I mean, to say nothing of the mandates that are collapsing, uh, you know, entire sectors of the economy, and uh, you know, it's just well, they want to kill us and make money doing it at the same time. Right, with with our tax dollars. Right, exactly. So, uh, right. So, you know, recall that when, you know, when Obama said that he wanted to, when he was on the stump campaigning for president, he wanted to fundamentally transform America. Um, you know, for someone who chooses his words as artfully as Obama does, it was not a misstatement. It was a direct assault on the fundamental values of America, which are in direct opposition to Marxist ideology, which is what the globalist ideology is, which is just, it's a scam. You know, they're trying to tell you that it's about raising everybody up when it's really just about denying everybody rights and, and killing you. Um, and so, you know, what made Martin Luther King Jr., for example, so powerful and effective and so great for America was that he embraced the American founding principles and used them as a mirror to show America where it had gone wrong. He saw America's founding principles as right and necessary for the cause of equal rights and freedom for black Americans. You know, Dr. King believed the fact that 
we had failed to live up to those principles meant that it was the people, not the principles that needed to change. Obama believed, and the globalists and the CIA, where he came from, believes the exact opposite. He believes that the principles and the foundation of the country must change. Like no first amendment, no second amendment. That's really what it's about. It's about getting rid of the constitution. And that is why these harmful policies that he's been orchestrating over the last 10 months are designed to tear America down to the studs, as you said, to fundamentally transform America and re rebuild it with, uh, you know, 95% less people and uh, a lot of robots. And we will own nothing and supposedly be happy and we'll live in the metaverse and we'll all wear VR goggles and, and uh, be in the new Facebook 2.0 where we're just constantly interacting in some kind of virtual transhumanist, uh, you know. You know where I'm going with this. Absolutely. You know, it was, um, what was her name? Uh, Rosa Coyer, who died earlier this year, who was an incredible uh, activist against Agenda 21. She says, once they got you with those goggles, it's game over. It's just totally game over for you because you'll never want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, look what they've already done with social media, right? It's so addicting for people. Mm -hmm. uh, they worked out all the algorithms to be able to basically it's like they got their hands in our brain you know yeah. pumping certain pleasure centers to keep us addicted just imagine what they can do once they got those vr goggles on you right i mean but in, maybe here's a here's a peek of what that image uh of what that could look look like in uh, video number five Hi, it's International Pronouns Day. I'm a non-binary elementary school teacher, so here is how I talk to my students about pronouns and such. Hi, my name is Mix K. It's Mix. So kind of like cookie mix or mixing bowl, that sort of thing. That's how it's pronounced. That is my name. That is the name that I'm comfortable with. That is the name that makes me happy, and I would like it if you referred to me as such. See, I'm not a Mr. or a Miss, so I go by Mix because that's what makes me happy. Now, you have a name that you like to be called other than the name that's on the paper, right? It's the same thing for me. I have a name that I prefer to be called, and that's the one that you're going to use for me, okay? Now, I don't consider myself to be a boy or a girl. I just see myself as a person. So that's why I go by mix. So I'm actually non-binary. I'm not really comfortable with feminine terms being used for me. If you can find some alternatives, that would be great. My pronouns are they, them, and she, her. Thank you so much for asking. What are yours? Talking about gender is not something that's out of the realm for children. Honestly, the most understanding people when it comes to my identity have been the students that I work with. So it's important to be yourself because being openly you is probably the most important thing you can do for. That special. So, you know, it's like these people look like anime characters. They don't even look like human beings. That's kind of where it's going. It's been so much video games, so much social media that that's what it becomes it's know, delusional right it's denying yeah. biology denying reality you create your own reality even if it right. denies the real reality and right. it's cosplay you're right it, it reminds you a lot of this uh, kind of video game culture yeah yeah so so on the topic of the so-called domestic war and terrorism that's coming uh after half the country let's take a look at this trailer for a new series by tucker carlson premiering on Domestic war on terror is here, is coming after half 
of the country. The helicopters have left Afghanistan, and now they've landed here at home. And the left is hunting the right, sticking them in Guantanamo Bay for American citizens, leaving them there to rot. We are dealing with an insurgency in the United States. Terrorism for white supremacy is the most lethal threat to homeland. I've been told that I'm a white nationalist. Me. FBI, They've begun to fight a new enemy in a new war on terror. Not Al-Qaeda, white supremacy. False flags have happened in this country. One of which may have been January 6th. Wow, I can't even believe Fox News is letting him show that stuff, right? He's he's at the, the tip of the spear. Yeah, well, they're actually not going to air it on uh, TV. It's going to be on their uh, online streaming platform. But uh, at least it's something, you know, something. And it looks yeah, it, it looks good. Darren I mean, Beatty from, from Revolver, he he's, you know, has the hard-hitting journalism to back it all up. Right. So, and that's, uh, yeah, this looks like it's mainly based on Darren Beatty's investigations, which, you know, he's been really digging deep into the Capitol riots. And, and basically what he's found is that um, all of the main instigators uh, were either FBI assets or straight up federal agents, like currently working as federal agents. And uh, that the January 6th- Unindicted co-conspirators. <laughs> the unindicted, exactly. And that, it, you know, January 6th, the event was a false flag that sort of fizzled because the Trump supporters didn't get violent. <laughs> but the traitors in our government are still trying to, they're beating it to death and trying to act like it was this horrible thing. And, the you know, basically the only person who got shot and killed was was a Trump supporter. And the everyone else died of a heart attack, basically, or a brain, you know, they had pre-existing pre conditions. That was it. The only person who died was a Trump supporter that was shot, was murdered in cold blood by a Capitol uh, police officer. And so what's interesting is that, you know, I noticed that whenever I, because I ran uh, the story about his latest uh, investigation of this guy, Ray Epps, who was the guy who, you know, told everyone to break into the Capitol building. He was the one who was really trying to get everyone to do it. And he was the one who got the people to actually break the glass and stuff. And um, so whenever I run one of Darren Beatty's reports about January 6th, I notice that I get it almost gets no views, no traffic. It goes out to everybody on my list, but nobody opens it or something. And so I think a lot of this, yeah. it's going into spam. Like there's a big, like they right. really just don't want this story. So it, it's like a new form of censorship. I used to see it 10 years ago, whenever I would run a story about Julian Assange, it would just get no traffic. And so I think what would happen right. is that all those newsletters would end up in people's spam folders. That's happened mm -hmm. to me before, uh, about mm -hmm. 10 years ago, just writing with a friend uh, from Gmail about the symbolism in the Olympics. And uh, it went straight to spam. So I got him on the phone and said, okay, I'm gonna send it again. Let me know mm -hmm. if it goes to your inbox. And it went straight to spam. It doesn't matter how many times I sent it. And this is a person I emailed all the time. So that's a technique they do to shadow uh, censor you. And mm -hmm. yesterday I had Jovan Pulitzer on the show and I was wanted to do a little bit of research on him. So I went to Google and YouTube. My God, they scrubbed him from the net. It was hard to find a picture of the guy. 
I mean, this is yeah, a famous inventor. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Google is completely useless at this point. It has completely jumped the shark as far as being a search engine. It is not a search engine anymore. But I even it's went to useful. DuckDuckGo. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, it, he was scrubbed from the net. It's, I mean, I finally found him on wow. Rumble, but it was almost mm -hmm. impossible to find even a video on YouTube about the guy. Incredible. Well, yeah. So in uh, death jab news, we haven't really talked about that today. Um, Dr. Richard Fleming, PhD, MD, JD. So he's a lawyer, a uh, medical doctor, and uh, has a doctorate in something, has uh, now tested five vials of the COVID-19 Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine on fresh human blood samples, which uh, we hadn't seen before, in vitro. And he made a string of nightmare discoveries confirming the findings of the medical community, but also weirdly and kind of troublingly, he appears to be trying to steer the argument away from what is obviously uh, an attempted mass planetary genocide into a conversation that's more about product defects and, and product liability, you know, as a lawyer. So Dr. Fleming, Fleming's test with the Pfizer vaccine showed that it caused ox oxygen desaturation of the red blood cells. It was quite dramatic. Uh, what it, you could see it happening live. It was video of that. It's on my site. You can go see it. Uh, and he says that basically it's the inflammothrombotic clustering or the clotting of red blood cells is the other thing that just directly when it's applied to red blood cells, it causes almost immediate clustering and clotting of red blood cells. And then he also found a significant contamination of garbage, what he called garbage. Uh, and so based on these tests, Dr. Fleming says that the Pfizer-BioNTech vax violates acceptable standards for product liability, and it certainly is uh, not in keeping with the safety of an FDA-approved product for injection right. into He's people. He's making it seem like it was an accident, right? Like, it was just, just low-quality control, right. Right? Like not right. like it was on purpose. That, that's what this video that I ran, it was just it was very curious, you know? And so, you know, as we know, vaccine manufacturers have been given immunity from liability for adverse reactions. But he says that, quote, this presumes that it's just the drug vaccine. There's a different product liability issue now that's before us that's strict liability, which is the selling of a defective product that unreasonably threatens the consumer. It may be that he thinks that this is the only legal angle that we have. You know, I don't know what's going right. on here. But uh and he continues, that promotes a new legal liability. And so for all the attorneys listening to this and anybody involved who's had a problem, this opens the legal lawsuit opportunities for addressing these vaccines because this is now a strict liability, product liability lawsuit issue, not an issue of the vaccines themselves, unquote. And he yeah, continues, that does seem like a legal angle that we could try, right? It could be that, you know, what I, uh, the story continues. So the FDA, he says, has an obligation, a commitment, to the American public, and I would argue to every country's equivalent agencies, to pull these vaccines off the market until these three issues can be addressed, because one of these issues would be enough to pull these off the market, but three of them is game, set, match, unquote. Now, Dr. Fleming's tests did not reveal any graphene oxide or parasites, and he chastises those making claims about graphene oxides, spions and parasites in the vax, but he only looked at five vials of Pfizer only and at <laughs> a magnification of no higher than 100 times. And he made no mention yeah. also of batches. I've heard 
reports that there could be up to like 15 different batches of just the Pfizer vaccine alone. So did he have yeah. different batches? It seems no, like he would want he to randomize this amongst the different, uh, you know, manufacturers. Right. So the thing is, it's hard to get your hands on these. And, you know, and I know what the, the challenges are. But then for him to then criticize the findings of others uh, in this, you know, I could rebut every single one of the complaints he made uh, with the images and findings from dozens of people from all over the world, many of which have been uh, aggregated on the website of Dr. Robert Young. Um, you know, like the things that Dr. Fleming refers to as crystalline garbage. Um, he did not examine at a magnification of higher than 100 times. You know, the graphene oxide has been photographed using electron, mi electron microscopy by Dr. Young and by Spanish scientists and by others. And here's uh, one of the images, image number one. Nuestra vacuna. So according to them, um, it's been found in all, graphene oxide has been found in all of the major COVID vaccines, AstraZeneca, Moderna, Sinovac, Janssen, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer-BioNTech, and their findings have been confirmed by researchers around the world. And then the uh, Trypanosoma cruzi parasites were photographed by Dr. Young at a thousand times magnification from the Pfizer vials. And he described them as having a, a 50 micron elongated body. So this is like, you know, 10 times higher than, you know, it looked like garbage from a hundred times, but if you start zooming in on it, you can actually start seeing what it is. So I found Dr. Fleming's uh, statements bizarre there. And then the uh, tentacled hydroid creature that was photographed by Dr. Madej at 400 times magnification was found in two different batches of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So, you know, for, for Dr. Fleming to say that everyone who's doing this stuff is wrong, is just not helpful. It's not helpful, I don't think. You know, even if he is trying to just find an angle that doesn't sound crazy for people to attack, you know, with this uh, the product liability angle. Um, yeah, the know, truth is the true. truth. And you're either on an honest journey to figure it out or, or you're right. not. So we, right. we need people to be transparent here. And uh, I like your analysis about the different types of magnitude. That makes sense to me. We have to go to a quick break, uh, commercial break, and we'll be back as you continue to analyze the different findings within these vaccines. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate free and can provide an income that you can never outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes and benefits, which annuities do in fact offer, it can be confusing choosing which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you to select an annuity that is right for you. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Cleveland Insurance Group. 
Check out the link in the description below. You can get a free ebook and a free consultation about annuities. We were just talking with Alexandra Bruce from ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net about this, these Frankenshots, just this weird stuff that's in the vaccines. I'm sure the people at home, if you have a loved one or yourself, have gotten these shots, you're probably thinking to yourself, what kind of healing protocol can I go on to rid myself of this junk? Uh, I am happy to say that American Media Periscope is launching a lot of new shows, a lot of new interviews with different doctors with recommendations on that. So stay tuned to uh, our program. Go ahead, Alexandria, you can continue. Yeah, that's going to be vital. It's going to be very important. So, and then again, you know, Dr. Fleming's refutations don't really explain uh, the reports of Ramola D, who went directly to the VARA's lists, you know, the vaccine. Uh, adverse reactions reporting system. Uh, and there's a report there of a, of a regular blood donor who was found to have antibodies to the Trypanosoma cruzi following her vaccination. And, and apparently from what Romola D was able to, to see is that it's now becoming routine to screen all vaxxed patients who present with heart issues you know, in the hospital to screen them for Trypanosoma cruzi. So <laughs> explain that, Dr. Fleming. And, and then what happens, uh, what explains patients listed in VARES having their symptoms labeled as, uh, there's another one, a related one called Trypanosoma brucei. Um, it's an exotic parasite species which affects only those bitten by the tsetse fly, which only lives in the wet tropical regions of Africa, does not affect Americans at all. And, but that's what the, the VARES reporting system is calling their symptoms. They're just calling it T. Brucey, which is hilarious because it's some guy who had my last name who, who discovered this creature. But uh, anyway, so uh, Dr. Fleming claims that this is just uh, this image right here. Uh, image number four is just an artifact of liquid drying under a microscope. Like, yeah, right. That's liquid drying under a microscope, correct, right. So it, it seems like he wants to, it either wants to limit discovery or just to uh, maybe keep the perception of crazy, you know, people being crazy and alleging crazy things. But, uh, you know, and it, but, but feigning, you know, it's trying to sound like, trying to keep it like not crazy, but make it sound like the FDA is just not doing it, it's, it's job when, they're doing their job. They're doing a genocidal campaign against the American people. There is this big leap, isn't there, from from this tame kind of normie world to the <laughs> uh, conspiratorial, uh, you know, reality. Of, it's like a nightmare. It's so crazy and so over the top that to express the truth sounds crazy and insane. But you know, maybe he's trying to bridge that that because there's so many people that that can't make that leap to to all the different variables because you went through a whole list i mean you've got the nanotechnology you've got the graphene <laughs> oxide you, you've got the different kinds of parasites from around the world i mean it's enough for one person uh to take in just one of those ideas and to, to process that it, it's kind of overwhelming in itself but to, just to get all of it, it it's it's kind of overwhelming isn't it it is it is and you know that's what allows it to to work. I guess is well these things that have always been there to to support you and protect you and protect your health are now actively trying to kill you. It, it's um you know it's an unprecedented moment in history 
you know, and it, but the, it's, if we don't wake up to this, we're toast. So, you know, we have to face it. Yeah. It's, it's not. I mean, it, it's unprecedented at this scale, but we have to remember mm -hmm. the Nazis were doing yeah. these medical experiments uh, on human beings, you know, uh, so it is in human history. And, and we know that doctors are capable of doing this to their patients. So uh, we need to learn from history, right? And also, if you really just follow the sort of the, uh, what's it, the... The background of who the World Economic Forum is and who they really represent, it's its basically, it's the same interests and the same entities that, that financed uh, Hitler's, you know, the Nazis and, and that financed the Bolshevik revolution and that financed, you know, communism, that supported and propped up and offshored our entire uh, manufacturing base to China over the past uh, 30 years. So it's, it's the same people. It's, it is the Nazis all over again. It really is. And it's not just limited to people in the concentration camps of Germany. It's, it's the whole planet now, you know, and especially the West, you know? So, um, but what's interesting though, is that maybe, you know, maybe he's counting on people not knowing that, uh, still talking about Dr. Fleming here, that together with Dr. Luc Montagnier, Nobel prize-winning scientist who discovered the AIDS virus uh, and others have filed a joint submission to The Hague, you know, the International Criminal Court, alleging that governments worldwide are complicit in genocide, crimes against humanity and breaches of the Nuremberg Code. So it just, it's really weird that he's seen, is he backpedaling? I don't know what's going on. I mean, he definitely is, he is calling for all of these people to, to resign and, and to be prosecuted. He's not protecting them, but it, he seems like he wants to keep this, the crazy He's stuff. tiptoeing on the issue. <laughs> yeah, somewhat. So then um, I took a stroll down Hopium Lane last night and stumbled onto Doug Billings' interview of Simon Parks that he did yesterday. And uh, Simon Parks says that the U.S. will be invaded by three flanks in a pincher move on the southern border, totaling 120,000 troops and that there actually was even a potential for a firefight today. I guess that didn't happen or it's not being reported. Um, Simon said that these troops are being armed by the cartels and whose leaders are telling them that this is an invasion of the United States and just telling that this is what it is and this is what they're doing. Uh, he did say that the border state governors have ordered National Guard troops to come down. He says that there are patriots in the Pentagon who will send troops at the border regardless of what the Biden administration says, and he's not the only one saying this. Six days ago, Carrie Cassidy had reported basically the same story, which she said that she re received via direct contact with special ops and recon combat vets on the Texas-Mexico border. And F F Florida Maki, I'm gonna, I want, I want to know what you have to say about all this because I, I think you know more about this than I do. Uh, Florida Maki and Mike Adams have been making similar reports, and then uh, Dave Hodges has been making these claims for years. So um, Carrie's posted the cartels had entered Northern Maverick County and Southern Kinney County. And this was over a week ago and were already engaged in firefights with private citizen and, and had taken over a small town in the US already. And that uh, this was all supposed to be in preparation for this invasion and that all law enforcement and US border patrol had left the area. In her report, she said that the expectations were that 380,000 plus illegals 
would hit the southern Texas border in less than 72 hours. And that was from three days ago or from Monday even. And that did not happen. So uh, half of half of these troops or 150,000 would hit northern Texas uh, that the entrance at Del Rio to overwhelm and uh, breach the entrance, causing Border Patrol and National Guard to be sent. The other half, 150,000 would hit southern Texas at the Laredo entrance to overwhelm and breach the entrance there. And that uh, in the center, we would have the 80,000 armed Haitians that would hit the middle, which absent of protection would proceed with an invasion. And that heavy fighting was supposed to start on Monday. This didn't happen, wasn't reported. And of course, you know, today is October 28th, which Cliff High's predictions have been saying, you know, would be a, a big day for emotional release language um, of a similar scale to the fall of Afghanistan last uh, August. But, you know, if all the news that I've discussed today isn't emotional release language, then I don't know what is. So, um, I just want, you know, what, what do you, what have you heard about this supposed invasion? Well, I haven't heard anything specific about a surge besides the fact that uh, Donald Trump put out an official statement saying, hey, it looks like there's another really big caravan coming to the border, like unprecedented. <laughs> it's really huge. You know, so, so that's something that makes me think, hey, there might be something to this. Uh, mm. But yeah, I mean, there's been an invasion, a uh, steady invasion at the border for a while now. And, uh, mm. They, you know, they put out that whole story about, oh, the Border Patrol is using whips against Haitians and it's so racist mm -hmm. and everything. So they're trying to, mm -hmm. to spin this to that, that law enforcement are the bad people and those poor Haitian refugees are the victims. Uh, yeah. But and, and of course, we know that George Soros and, and others are funding and coordinating with the cartels to mm -hmm. bring these caravans of people in, you know, for all of those things that we mentioned before is a, a form of creating chaos in the United States. You know, you bring in criminals, right? Uh, and, mm -hmm. and they, they hurt our country uh, through their crime. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they could be bringing in diseases. So they could be, you know, that's the easiest way to bring in a biological weapon into the United States would be through mm -hmm. an infected human being. So they could be uh, bioweapons, uh, and, uh, you know, just the sheer numbers of people. And now Biden just made an announcement that he wants to give half a million dollars to each family member who was separated under the Trump administration, Ill illegal immigrants, a half right. a million dollars. That's a lot of money. Oh my gosh. Well, so that's a proposal. I, I mean, not all of these things get passed, you know, like they wanted to, to peek in our bank accounts, you know, if we spent over $600 in a year, they just scrapped that because of the, the public uh, outcry. But yeah, they, they want to they wanna inject our kids. They're making all these like really aggressive announcements about that, what they want to do. I just found out I can't go with my wife to the Christmas party for AMP this year in Florida because they won't let Brazilians in the United States without a vaccine starting in November. So my wife doesn't have the vaccine. We can't go to Florida together, you know? So until she becomes somehow an American citizen, uh, she's prevented from visiting our family in the United States. So that's, wow. that's just another example. There's, there's been a story today, uh, a family in Bulgaria where the children, uh, you know, are adopted and they can't come into the United States. So the family's stuck in Bulgaria. They're not gonna leave their kids there. So they have these situations happening now where you know people just never thought that it would get so aggressive so fast like just like in australia 
where like uh, all of a sudden they all have to have an app and check in and there's helicopters flying around and, and yelling at them and saying, you can't exercise and you can't do anything. I mean, this stuff can happen fast. We need to stop it before it gets more aggressive. It's true. I mean, if, if this isn't surreal enough for, for it to open your eyes that what basically the Western elite together with the CCP created and promoted and distributed a bioweapon comprised of graphene oxide, spions, parasites, and artificial mRNA that reprograms your body to manufacture spike proteins that give you AIDS in order to depopulate us and to take over our land resources. It's in the and if, unrestricted if that sounds war crazy. Domain. It's the, the, if, the that sounds, it. if that sounds really crazy, just go check out the email that was sent to Anthony Fauci, and the title of it was "How, how the bio <laughs> bio weapon was made." And then he says, "Well, we use splices of HIV in, in the coronavirus." So you know, this is exactly how they did this. They took snippets of damaging, you know, anti-human viruses, and and they created this Frankenstein. Uh, type of bioweapon to attack us. Luckily, yeah, 99% survival rates, you know, I mean, it, it didn't work. Uh, right. But now the vaccine is the thing that's really causing the damage, not the, not the virus. That's right. Yeah, I remember back in, uh, I guess it was March of 2020, when some scientists from India were the first to say, well, we're finding some, you know, HIV. We're finding sp the exact same spike protein that you find in the HIV. Uh, virus in this virus. Isn't that interesting? And they were forced, you know, so I published about it right away. And then their their paper was taken down, like almost immediately, they were forced to, to retract their paper. And that was in the very beginning, you know, of the whole, the whole operation, you know, back in uh, March of last year. And uh, so yeah, you know, the Biden administration is a hostile occupying force, which is facilitating all of this, collapsing our institutions, by hook or by crook so it's 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 time to get engaged <laughs> it was already yeah, there's a lot of different time. there's a lot of different <laughs> angles a lot of different fronts of this warfare you know yeah. medical tyranny probably at the core of it all you know i know pe mm -hmm. people really want to stop the steal and I, I definitely think that's super super important yeah. uh, but i think the medical tyranny is the thing that's affecting our daily lives more yeah. than anything right now the, the mask wearing and the and the vaccine mandates and a thing that accept, affects our ability to get groceries and, and to uh, get education and, and to have a job and make money and, and survive. Uh, so, you know, we need to stand up to this medical tyranny before, you know, before we can't get groceries at all, before we, we can't, uh, you know, have any jobs uh, or, or buy or sell anything. In fact, mm -hmm. I was talking to Lieutenant Scott Bennett last night, and he said mm -hmm. that there's an exemption form that says that the vaccine is interpreted according to you know the person's religious religious beliefs who submit this form that the mm -hmm. vaccine is the mark of the beast according to their religious interpretation. Because yeah. I mean, really, That's the right. vaccine passport you can't buy or sell without this, you know, mark of the beast. Is. So, so you could is. interpret it that way quite easily, couldn't you? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be proven to be anything except for just the vaccine passport aspect of it. Absolutely. That is the mark of the beast, 100%. So, and, and don't forget also that the all these mandates and everything are basically a byproduct of a stolen election as well. So 
that is true too. It's also interrelated, right? They use the mm-hmm. excuse of COVID to use the mail-in ballots and they mm-hmm. use the mail-in ballots to steal the election. So mm-hmm. everything is, is interrelated. They're all different fronts mm-hmm. of the same war. Right. Um, and, you know, I interviewed uh, four patriots last night about, you know, stopping the steal. Like if we don't stop the steal, then they're able to get even more aggressive uh, with their policies. So, okay. so that is super, super important. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it doesn't feel like it affects our daily life the way the medical tyranny does. Right. No, I mean, the whole thing, it is, it's out of a, it's out of many predictive programming uh, shows that have been run, you know, for years, actually. And uh, I just saw there was a, 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 20, a 2007 um, Japanese uh, animated TV show that was exactly, the, it was exactly this pro- plot, 100%. They, it ran wow. on Japanese TV. So, um, you know, and as Cliff High says, it's a weird, bizarre tale and it's a weird, bizarre scenario. It's a weird, bizarre plot. It's a weird, bizarre view of reality. But unfortunately, it's probably pretty accurate in a, in a broad brush. And, um, you know, there are probably people in the power structure that don't know that they're doing the dirty work of the powers that be. You know, that would be all the people who are giving the injections, you know, who, who believe all the BS, who are mind controlled. and who believe that you have to wear a mask and that masks work and that uh, the vaccines work. And, and um, you know, how many people who have been double jabbed who are like, uh, what's his name? There's a, there's a Fox, uh, one of the main guys at Fox who was just hospitalized with COVID after two jabs and, and then still told everyone to go get jabbed. I mean, it's like, it's what is this? It's more of a hostage situation. What the hell's going on? Right. It does remind you of Stockholm syndrome where you start to yes. get attached to the people right. who, who have kidnapped you. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, Milo Yiannopoulos uh, wrote an interesting article about this idea that this is actually an opportunity. You know, it's it doesn't seem like that right now at this moment because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's so uncomfortable, to, to say the least. But, you know, if you see the strategy that Trump is using uh, of and, and not just Trump, uh, you can see the Reawakening America tour, uh, General Flynn uh, doing a lot of leadership there. Uh, this this effort from the America First MAGA movement to get people into these positions of power and re- get rid of all the rhinos and everything. So, mm-hmm. so there's always going to be this kind of 80-20 principle where you have 80% of the people that kind of follow the crowd. Well, you know, what if we... You know, us, American Media Periscope, ForbiddenKnowledgeTV.net type of people occupy the halls of power. That could change everything. So this is yes. really what could happen. It, it might be what has to happen, actually, because uh, most people really are brainwashed. It's, it's so sad what's what's happened here. Uh, but uh, Cliff still, still believes that, uh, you know, he said it would be different if people would start popping into existence all around you. But the way it's going to happen is because it's going to happen in their homes. They're not around you. I mean, unless they are around you, you're not going to really know. You're not going to really witness people disappearing and dying. You mean that mass die off from from the vaccine effects? Right. Because right now the hospitals are at over 20% over capacity right now. In the United States, well, with double yeah, vax, I mean, the, the VAERS the VAERS data shows 
uh, I forget the exact number, but tens of thousands of people who have died from the vaccine. That's official. That's less than 1% of the actual number of people because, you know, we know from the Harvard study that less than 1% actually reports through the VAERS database. And then it could be a lot more than that. So we're already experiencing genocidal, uh, a genocide right now. You're you're right. We don't see it because we're all you know separated from each other. Uh, but I have noticed a big uptick in the people I know getting sick with COVID. Back when the supposed real pandemic was happening, mm-hmm. didn't know anyone that even had any symptoms at all. As soon as the vaccines got rolled out, like all my friends started getting sick with COVID. So uh, it's it's a different story now. Mm-hmm. Well, Alexandra, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Well, I just, I guess it's really our job to red pill the normies and, and to make it stop. You know, that's, that's what I've been doing. Uh, it's hard to do the face-to-face, you know, because I, I get so angry. I get so angry, you know, to the people who I love, you know, my family. Like, all I want to tell them is F you for being so stupid. Like, how can you be so stupid? But, you know, that's not going to work. <laughs> so I have to find a better way. To uh, to yeah. red pill. It's not like easy that. to red pill the normies. We're doing what we can right now. Make sure you share this video with your friends and family and on social media mm-hmm. so that we can spread the great awakening. Thank you so much, Alexandra, for joining us today. And every Thursday, Alexandra joins us and tells us her updates. Well, this is the second American Revolution. Just like the first, it'll be a minority of freedom-loving patriots who throw off the yokes of tyranny. We can do it together. We are the plan. Thank you for watching AmericanMediaPeriscope.net, America's Patriot-only super channel. On Saturday in Kansas, there is a great event with David Clements, Seth Keschel, and Lee Valentine, one of our new show hosts. She's going to have a new show coming this week called Business Insights. And we have a new time for Making Sense of the Madness. It's now 6 p.m. Eastern. And tomorrow, we have Devolution Friday with Patel Patriot. And next up tonight, we have Patriot Street Fighter Scott McKay at 7 p.m. Eastern. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.